everybody. Welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. I'm the romance novel veteran. And I'm the virgin. And this episode, we also have a very special guest. I'm the producer, <laughs> Patty. Yes. I'm producer Patty. Yay, Yay, he's on mic. So guys, this is our one year anniversary. We've been doing this for a whole year. I know. Can you believe it? No. Yeah. It's been fast. You have read like almost 50 romance novels. I was about to do a spit take, but that wouldn't go over very well on the mic. No, please no. don't spit into my microphone. See, that's why he's a great producer. Yeah, because I would say spit. It sounds like it could be funny. You would. These mics would have been broken in week two. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, in honor of our one-year anniversary, we decided to have you, our listeners, ask us some questions We've been getting questions sort of piecemeal as we've been going along, and we thought this would be fun. So this is like a Q&A episode, mm-hmm. um, and then at the end, we are going to let you know what we are reading for the month of, de- of November. November. Yes. Um, so then we'll tell you our November picks, and then we'll let you go on your way. Yeah. All right. So Producer Patty. I got the questions. We asked the fans. They listened, and they wrote in. They got a lot of questions, everyone. So here we go. So this first one is uh, submitted on Facebook from Sarah S. She says, I want to know if Clayton is hooked on romance yet. Certainly seems like he is. But also, well, let's answer that one first. So, Clayton, are you hooked on romance yet? Yes. I would say yes. Now, I don't, I will say, I do not read romance books outside of the podcast, only because part of this podcast is my education as a romance reader. So, therefore... I want to make sure that all my steps are taken in public. Okay. And so I would say, though, I do get very excited about when a book comes up that is something that I feel like I'm going to love. I get very excited to dive into it. But I want to read it close enough to recording that I don't forget about it. Mm-hmm. So I do think at some point I might branch out into reading outside of the um, podcast. But right now, I'm still a virgin. I need to go slow. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to keep that virgin status. I got to. It's what the people love. It's my brand. Um, so Sarah asked, she had a lot of questions. So we'll also direct this one starting with Erin. She wants to know, but also what are y'all's favorite tropes and genres? That was such a natural y'all. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. We don't say y'all. <laughs> yeah. But Sarah asks if she said it. In real life, I'm sure she would have nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also all questions from the Learning the Tropes troupe, which join on Facebook if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Um, what are my favorite tropes? Mm, I I love a love triangle. I know a lot of people don't. I like sort of like a forbidden romance where everything has to be under the under the watchful eye, like secret. I like a lot of pining. I like a chubby heroine. Those are all things that I'm really into. As far as like time, I'm I'm really open. Place, I'm really open. Mm-hmm. Clayton, uh, what's your favorite y'all's favorite tropes and genres? Well, so I love uh, Hidden Place. Obviously, mm-hmm. I love uh, one that I just kind of figured out that I love is Let Me Shave You. Oh yes, which is when the uh, heroine shaves the hero. Now, also the other way around would be fine too. Um, you know, that would be great. Um, I think that I also, when it comes to genres, if we're talking times and things like that, I think I'm a historical guy. Mm -hmm. I I like, I like, uh, Regencies and I like Westerns. I like old timey stuff, which I never thought I would. 
I did. I don't like that in any other sort of media, but romance. I I feel like the older the better, almost. Oh, we need yeah. to read some medieval ones. Yeah, med- the only thing about medieval is that it's such a violent time. Yeah. Um. You know, so that might be a little bit. But I'd try it. You know, I've gone looking for like Roman times and there's nothing. Really? There's like one inspirational. So if you have any Roman times, let us know. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun. I feel like those would be rough. Roman Probably. times or that was a little rough back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but we'd put a glossy sheen over everything. It's romance. Sure. All right. So let's move on to Joan W. has some questions. She would like, she says, I would like to know which book that you have mentioned so far is your favorite and why. So is it the plot, the characters, crazy sauce, or a combination? So, Aaron, what is your favorite book that you have had on the podcast so far? Dreaming of You, which I feel like is so obvious. But yeah, I love Dreaming of You. I love Derek Craven. I love Sarah. I've read that book so many times. We recently did Texas Destiny, which has also been an old time favorite of mine. Um, I think the one that I read just for the podcast that I discovered that I loved, uh, I really loved Slow Heat mm-hmm. by Letta Blake. That was really a fantastic find and such a surprise. Um, yeah, those are the ones that come to mind. I'd say the same. I mean, I would say the same because it's really funny. When we started this podcast, I had never read a romance. And he, it's so curious that we pretty much have the same taste, mm-hmm. which is really weird. Cause I would have thought I would be into the more bizarre, crazy stuff. And I'm really not. No, you don't like anything too wild. Uh, uh, although, I mean, you know, oh, with, slow heat. Slow is heat wild. Cause it takes place in the, um, what is that? The, the omega verse, the, the uh, Google it. Uh, <laughs> I don't have time to explain it right now, but, um, that surprised me how much I liked it because the wackadoodle stuff I, I don't like as much as I thought I would. So it's very interesting. I'm very basic when it comes to romance. Yeah. But I think that's fine. Oh, you know what surprised us both? Huh? Um, Fury and Slade. Yeah. Oh. A new species. Well, okay. Talk about not liking wackadoo stuff. I mean, that's, that is so fun and crazy. Oh, we love new species. I guess, yeah. Fury. Yeah. New species was a discovery that we both – that that book – it has made an indelible mark on my psyche. Yes. Could it, could, could it not have happened? And we'll do more. Yeah. We're going to okay. do the whole new species at some point. Yeah. Slowly yeah. but surely we'll work our way through. Absolutely. All right. Plug in for the future. I love it as a producer. <laughs> Great work, guys. Um, okay. So Calista S. says, thanks for the fun, entertaining, and anticipating podcast. You two are my favorites. Very nice, Calista. Thank you. I want to know, although I think I know the answer, who is your favorite character that you have read? I mean, I'm a Craven King, (laughs) and I hate to overstate it because we talk about Derek Craven a lot. I know. But you can't talk about Derek Craven enough. Yeah. He, I think, is my favorite, hands down. But we just read Texas Destiny, and I like Houston Mm -hmm. because we were talking on that episode. I have two lists now starting of my favorite alphas and my favorite betas, because I'm an alpha guy. I don't usually like betas. But Houston's a beta, and he's at the top of the list. And uh, Derek Craven is an alpha, and he's at the top of that list. So everybody else will have to be, um, you know, compared to them to get on this list. So, yeah, those would be my two, I think, favorite. Yeah. And Free, I loved Free as a heroine. She was my favorite heroine. Yeah. Yeah. 
from the suffragette scandal. Good job. I always say that wrong. Yeah. But what do you usually that. say? I say suffragette sandal. Mm. <laughs> I'm the same with Derek Craven because you can't not love Derek Craven. I loved um, Sophie and King from The Rogue Not Taken. I thought was they were really fun to yes. be around. The Minotaur. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> um, and, I yeah, love Free. Loved. Um, yeah, the guys from Red, White, and Royal Blue were pretty great. Yeah, there's been a few. All right. So this next question from Amy S., she's stirring up a little trouble here. She says, my question is for Aaron. Are you ever going to give Clayton access to the social media accounts? Yeah, what's up with that? Jesus Christ. Uh, and then she puts a little smiley face and says, I'll try to think of a real question later. But for now, I just want to let you guys know that I look forward to the podcast every week. You are hilarious. Congrats on the anniversary. And I hope you guys keep recording for many years to come. Oh, thank you That's so much. Sweet. You got it, Amy. Yes. As long yeah. as they don't break the microphones. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tracy. Oh, she has not a question, but another just want to congratulate us. Tracy says the streets are safer since I found this podcast. All right, let's see where this goes. <laughs> Tracy, you're a wild woman. <laughs> I had become tempted to sneak read paragraphs of romances during red lights or stop and go traffic. So I decided I'd better look for another way before the addiction got more dangerous. And I, a podcast virgin, found you. Oh. Thanks for entertaining me during my commute. Wow, That's we're awesome. glad that we could pick your cherry. Yeah. Wow. Your podcast cherry. Nice. That's great. I'm, I'm glad that the streets are safer. Mm-hmm. I can point to that. I can tell my parents, look what I'm doing. I'm doing something good for society. Yeah. Keeping the streets safe. Will your dad be proud now? You know, I think he might be, but will he say it? That's a different story. We're about to go on a long hunting trip, so. Yeah. No, a but lot you know of silence. What? My dad listens. Oh. He does. Hi, Mr. Gumberg. Yeah. He, 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 he is a longtime listener. Is yeah. he mad that Deadline spelled your name wrong? He doesn't know about it yet. Okay. But he won't. He, no, he'll know it's Do you think honor. he'll also change his name to Gumber? He's got to. Yeah. I mean, the first member of the family that gets in Deadline, whatever the name is, that's what the name is. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. Ellis Island. Absolutely, <laughs> Deadline yes. is like Ellis Island. Whatever yeah. name they put on there is the family name. That's the family name. All right. So now we're moving to some Twitter comments. So, all right, here we go. And at- I don't have access to these. Jeez, you do. Amy, I'm going to give you access to everything. So this is at PHX Nest Pod. PHS Next Pod says, congrats. Burning question here. What was the hardest part of getting the podcast started? So why don't we tackle that one first? Um, scheduling. Yes. I mean, I think that's the hardest thing for anything is just um, having the time to do it. But otherwise, I think we were really excited about the idea. We still are. I mean, it's I have so much fun doing it. That's probably the everybody's schedule is yeah. the hardest part, I think. Well, because the last podcast I did, we had a guest every week. And I was like, I'm never going to have a guest on podcast because it's so hard to schedule. Mm-hmm. And then I instead, this podcast, I have to read an entire book every episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that was. But for us, I mean, the We're reason... We're both big readers, so it's not that big of a hardship. No. It's just if you are having a busy week, and then you have to throw a book on top of it. Well, because the thing is, if you're having a busy week, then you can't read the other book that you're reading along with this book. Oh, that's the yeah. hard thing. Yeah, that yeah. is the hard thing, because I have so many books that I'm, like, halfway through, and then I'm like, nope, got to read three romances, yeah. and I'll come back. 
Yeah, but I think that's probably the hardest. Yeah. Well, Pat, this is a, this goes for you too. Yeah. What was the hardest part of starting this? Scheduling. Scheduling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, scheduling is always the hardest part. Um, yeah, for me, it's pretty easy because I don't end up reading the books. Not because I don't think they're great, but you know, I work in books mm-hmm. otherwise, and I'm inundated with them all day. Yeah. So we'll finally find one, and we'll make you read it. That is the way to get someone to <laughs> read a book is to force them. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, this person also has some other questions. Uh, they ask Clayton, how has your views on romance novels changed since you started reading them? So, I mean, I think like any like anybody who has doesn't have a knowledge of romance novels. I thought it was what everybody said, you know, Fabio on the cover. You're your aunt reading them, throbbing members, stuff like that. The cliche stuff. And I'm not, you know, I could be ashamed to say that, but I just did had, had no knowledge of it. And I think what's changed is that, um, some of the books that I've read through this podcast are some of my favorite books ever, just books period, because like any genre, we say this all the time, you know, there's great sci-fi and there's bad sci-fi. There's, you know, great fantasy and bad fantasy. There's great memoirs and bad memoirs. It's like anything. The best romance novels can be put up there with the best of any other kind of genre. Mm-hmm. And I think I have a lot more respect for just the art of that. But also, I have a great love for this uh, whole um, community of people that are so passionate about these and are so caring and they love to share recommendations that I think I love the most. I think it's the people that have interacted with us. And when we ask, Oh, what's a good, like, what's a good, uh, um, uh, like adult breastfeeding. Adult breastfeeding. I was just going to think that's another trope I like. Um, <laughs> and we got a bunch of recommendations. That's amazing. With no judgment. With no judgment. And that's the other thing. I love that it, there's at least in the, the part of the community that we have, been you know circulating in there's no judgment mm-hmm. and especially me as like uh, a white male um to be kind of let in and allowed to have a little fun in romance landia i think that's really awesome and i appreciate it it's very cool so yeah Great. well said um so the last question from at phx nest pod uh they also ask if you had to pick an all-time favorite episode which is it? So let's pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Oh, God, that's very hard. Know, what's our favorite episode? Um, you know, gosh, what what is our that's that's so interesting because there's so many. Like the first Fury, like the Fury episode, I think oh, is yeah. great. I think actually some of the weirder ones we've done, like the Meliere, where oh, I almost puked. That was great. Because of the green like the jizz. green jizz I think is really funny. And that episode I thought was really good. Taking the heat episode, uh, Victoria doll that I think was a good episode and slow heat. I thought was a great episode mm-hmm. too. Cause our just gobsmackness of how much we enjoyed that it was, was, shocking. was so fun. Yeah, it was great. Do you have any? No, those are all two. Those are all great. I think, I think a lot of people talk about dreaming of you. Our Wallflower series, I think, was really fun. And if you're into those books, then they're definitely fun to listen to as well. Buck Me for Christmas was a book that we didn't like, but it was a fun episode. That was the first book that Clayton was angry at me about. Yeah, Well, no, you I was angry shooting, at you. No, but you were shooting daggers at me. 
I don't know if I don't know if I was angry at you. I think I was more just angry in my direction. Well, because we sit across from each well, other. Well, yeah. So if it's he's going to be angry, it's going to be directed at you, just, just because just, of the way the room. Yeah, is situated. yeah. All right. So moving to Instagram. So at Dream uh, Lizy at Dream L I S Y uh, asks. Oh well, this is a great suggestion. I think says you guys should do a tipsy drunk podcast. Clayton's not a big drinker. Mm. Yes, but I do agree that that's a great idea. I do think we would have to record it at home. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That'd be not a in, home episode. Not in my You don't want us to work. just have yeah. alcohol all over the mic and expensive equipment? Of no. <laughs> um, I think, and I was talking to Aaron about this, that our New Year's episode, the one that comes around New Year's, should be our annual tipsy episode. I love it. And oh, I, I think, love a gimmick. Yeah, the gimmick is great. <laughs> and I think we will definitely do that if we can, depending on the scheduling. Um, because I may, depending on what my new job is, uh, have to uh, work with heavy machinery the next day. Who knows? Um, <laughs> What's your next job going to be? A who dock knows? worker? Who, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> where depend? It looks like that's kind of where I'm heading. So. Uh, if you know, save for that, I think we definitely could record a tipsy episode for New Year's. Yeah, and if you have a book that you think would go along with a tipsy New Year's, us being tipsy, mm-hmm. let us know and we will read that book. Absolutely, yeah. And suggest the drink too. Oh, no, let's pick us own drinks. Oh, okay. All right. Listen, I'm just trying to get the, you know, fan <laughs> or interaction. If you're going yeah, to suggest a drink, suggest LaFroy and then we can put it on the company tab. <laughs> The company tab. What is it? my uh, Pat? Oh, that's the company tab. Yeah, I don't think that goes. She uses to that me. a lot. We got to eat. Let's put this on the company tab. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. That's my company. Yeah. Talk about staring daggers. <laughs> All right. Uh, so at Scallywag wants to say congratulations. I'd like to hear how you met each other and how doing the podcast has changed or improved your friendship. But obviously, we barely talk outside of the podcast now. Yeah. Oof. It's pretty cold. It's icy. Yeah. No, it's not true at all. No, that's not true. We met because producer Patty used to host a stand-up show called Don't Touch Me There. Uh-huh. You used to come to the show all the time. Yes. You guys became friends. Uh-huh. And then I started dating Pat. Uh-huh. And then we became friends. Yes. And then you got me a job. Yeah, we were always friendly. And then I got you a job at a place that I was working and then we worked together for like almost a year or a little more. Yeah. And we eventually ended up sitting next to each other at like the in the same area. And that's when I think we realized that we had a really good back and forth. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of fun. We planned a lot of parties. We were both in HR. Yes. And it was also at a company that was like truly awful. Yes. Um, so we also were commiserating a lot because we're like, oh, God, we hate it here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I tried to get Clayton to not uh, quit and instead be fired so we could get unemployment. <laughs> but yeah. he quit. Well, because I made a moral stand that we don't have to get into right now. But no, but it's I'm good. You are more moral. I did, it. and I waited to get fired. Yeah. Um, I always make moral stances and <laughs> quit before I get fired, and it usually backfires. But <laughs> Always just get fired. Yeah. yeah. And then we just sort of, like, have just been hanging out. And now you stay at our place all the time. And yeah, you yeah. And watch British, great British Bake Off. Yeah, British Bake Off. <laughs> Uh, it's a yeah. It's a show that only airs on our version of Netflix. <laughs> exactly. That we packed yeah, yeah, on our yeah, TV. yeah. Foot fix. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the the funny thing is that like 
we've become more true friends. Mm -hmm. But also, I think, I don't know. I don't know how you talk to your girlfriends about stuff, but I think we talk on this podcast pretty explicitly, um, more explicitly than I think I talk to any of my friends about, like, sexual proclivities and what we like and stuff. So that has made the friendship a little bit, I wouldn't say weird, but to an outside um somebody outside of it might think it's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz you've said like I know more about like what Clayton likes sexually than I probably should. Yeah. Cuz if you knew this much about one of Pat's other friends, it'd be like, "Pat, your friend keeps telling me this shit I don't want to hear." You know. <laughs> That's the thing, the things we have conversations about now, if it wasn't that we were recording this podcast, Pat would have to beat Clayton up maybe. Probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. Like it'd be so inappropriate, but instead we're just like so I know that you're going to this sex act. And yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. what did you think about when we were reading it? Exactly. You know, and it's so it's, I mean, it's made it more fun. Yeah. I uh, definitely feel like you're one of my closest friends. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and I feel that way about both of you. Oh, that she's your close, one of your closest friends. Yeah. Am I your closest she friend? She is one of my closest <laughs> friends and my wife. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh boy. She hates when I do that. All right, guys. So we're going to go to our Wyoming listener. Mm. Give it up for at Cassie underscore TS. Oh, yes. And you know what? Let's end it on this question. I love this one. Cassie asks, will you guys ever record an episode in Wyoming? Oh, man. Um, We'd love to. Absolutely. I think the audience is there. Because last time I checked Podbean, there was four listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four downloads. Could have yeah, been the same person. Could have been the same person. And, you know, I do think that, that's enough that's for a us living to fly room. out That's there. a full living room. That's a full living room. We could do like Maria Bamford, just do living room shows. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would love to visit Wyoming. Yes. I would definitely, because from the pictures we've seen that she sent us, um, it's beautiful. All the people we've seen in any of the pictures are beautiful. So yeah. it's like a bunch of beautiful Everyone's people. Everyone's in formal wear all the time. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of beautiful people running around, having a great life. <laughs> so I would definitely do that. And even more so, I think we would love to do, I don't know, speaking of cool, but we'd love to do some sort of live show somewhere. Yeah. Even if it's just in the city. So I think that'd be very fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah we'll see. What do you think? Would you want to take the trip to Wyoming? I would love... I've always wanted to go to Wyoming. I've never been there. I think it seems gorgeous. Maybe we could do it and put on the company tab. Ooh, that's a lot for the company yeah. tab. <laughs> we may need to resell enough tickets yeah. before we book the flights. How much is the company getting back in their taxes this year? <laughs> would it cover? Uh, well, you know what? Listener in Wyoming, will we'll see about that. Okay. <laughs> But no, um, I mean, yeah, in theory, definitely. And we'll do live shows if enough people wanted to see us live. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the questions, everyone. Thank you for sending in all those awesome questions and comments. Yeah, yeah. And, and thank you just for your engagement. It's I did not expect this many people to interact with us, to rate and review and subscribe, but just like talk to us and uh, and start conversations without us on the Facebook group, uh, the Learning the Tropes Troop. It's just great. It's great to be part of a community where people 
like interact and you get feedback. Uh, I love it. Yeah. And everyone has been so uh, respectful and nice Uh and kind to us. And so, yeah, it's really been lovely. And it made a year fly by so fast. It's crazy. And Pat, it's finally, I know we've had people say, we want to hear Pat's voice. We want to know what Pat sounds like. I hope this has satisfied you guys. Mm-hmm. I sound like this. It's not going to mm-hmm. happen for another year. No, we don't let him on mic with no. us. No, yeah. I thought I was the host now. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you'd have to start reading the book. Okay. I'll you, hang out. In the we background. would love I, to. I do have to start reading these. I mean, they yeah. always sound great. We, we need to find if you guys, after you listen to this, you guys are always great with this. What is a great book that we should have Pat read? Yeah. Because we do have a few that we've already done that are great intro- introductory books introductory books but we need a perfect one for producer patty mm-hmm. and he likes pat what are some of the things that you like and would want in a romance novel like you like the mets i love yeah i would love yeah maybe a sports book sports book i mean i used to love like the sort of mike lupica young adult sports novels when i was a kid mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah um uh yeah so like a sports romance with aliens would oh. be cool. Okay. All right. They'll find it. It exists. Yeah. And you love movies. I do love movies. So a romance set in a movie theater would be awesome. Or at like a movie studio. Okay. Ooh, okay, cool. Cool. So uh-huh. you guys, you heard it. Let's pick something for Patty. Hashtag pick it for Patty. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love a hashtag. Get some listener momentum towards a book and I will read it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So... Do you want to tell everyone what you're going to be reading in November? Yes. Okay. So the first book in November, and this is going to be in uh, order that we're going to read them, mm-hmm. uh, is Let Us Dream by Alyssa Cole. A rebellious cabaret owner and her stubborn chef pursue life, liberty, and happiness in 1917 Harlem and find love where they least expect it. After spending half her life pretending to be something she's not, performance is second nature for cabaret owner Bertha Hines. With the election drawing near and women's voting rights on the ballot, Bertha decides to use her persuasive skills to push the men of New York City in the right direction. Chef Amir Chaudhry uh, jumped ship in New York to get a taste of the American dream, only to discover it's he's an unwanted ingredient. When ornery Amir reluctantly takes a job at the Kashmir, he thinks he's hit the bottom of the barrel. However, working at the club reignites his dream of being a force for change. His boss, Bertha, ignites something else in him. Bertha and Amir clash from the start, but her knowledge of politics and his knowledge of dance force them into a detente that fans the flames of latent desire. But Bertha has the vice squad on her tail, and news from home might end Amir's dream before it comes to fruition. With their past and future stacked against them, can Amir and Bertha hold on to their growing love? Wow. Intense. Yeah. We've never read a book set in, like, during the teens in Harlem. I think it's going to be really exciting. There was a lot going on there. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. Clayton, what's the next book? The next book is Grin and Beard It by Penny Reed. Sienna Diaz is everyone's favorite fat, quote, funny lady. The movie studio execs can't explain it, but her films are outgrossing all the fit and trim headliners in Hollywood's most beautiful elite. The simple truth is everyone loves plus-size Sienna. It's a Hollywood romance. I'm intrigued. <laughs> but she has a problem. 
She can't read maps, and her sense of direction is almost as bad as her comedic timing is stellar. Therefore, when Sienna's latest starring role takes her to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, she finds herself continually lost while trying to navigate the back back roads of Green Valley, Tennessee, much to her consternation. Sienna's most frequent savior is a ridiculously handsome, charming, and cheeky park ranger by the name of Jethro Winston. Sienna is accustomed to high levels of man-handsome, so it's not Jethro's chiseled features or his perfect physique that makes Sienna stutter. It's his southern charm and gentlemanly manner and the habit of looking at her too long and too often. Sienna has successfully navigated the labyrinth of Hollywood heartthrobs, but can she traverse the tenuous trails of Tennessee without losing her head or worse, her heart? Whoa. What do you think, Pat? I mean, it sounds great, but I will say it doesn't sound like it's going to be enough about the Hollywood part for me. Okay, yeah. You liked the first paragraph and then... And then when it was in the park, I'm like, this will be great, I'm sure, but... Not for you. Not, not, not... Not your as first. As Hollywood as I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Need it more Hollywood. His, we need to make sure that when we pick your cherry, yeah. that it's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this just wasn't right. It no. doesn't mean that it's not. It, it wasn't plump enough. Not plump enough. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> That's why he's not on the mic a lot. Yeah. There, so... <laughs> I can't talk about plump cherries? No. no yeah, you can. You yeah, can. so Absolutely. there we go. Yeah. And that's another podcast I have. That's another podcast. <laughs> plump cherry voice. <laughs> Um, yeah, but more more Hollywood. Like, Robert Altman's The Player as a romance a- novel. Absolutely. Yes. Great. That's great. A great movie. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. So this, was this a wreck from somebody? Yeah, a lot of people have wrecked it. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, this was, I mean, let's... Because the Winston Brothers series is a giant series. Okay. So this is the second book in the Winston Brothers series, and so... Oh, nice. Yeah. Great. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be good. And our last book, we have a very special guest who's going to be reviewing this with us. This is the book that she chose out of the two choices I gave her. Um, <laughs> and the illusion of choice is what you gave her. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be Sarah McLean, who we all know and love dearly. Um, she will be sitting in with us and reviewing this book, and we are so excited to have her. Um, and we will be reading The Earl Takes All by Lorraine Heath. Another Lorraine Heath. We're going right back to Lorraine. I cannot wait. So here's the flap. We're flapping it. (laughs) One summer night, Edward Alcott gives in to the temptation and kisses Lady Julia Kenny in a dark garden. I'm already loving this. Garden, secret spot. Love it. Hidden places. Hidden places. However, the passion she stirs within him is best left in the shadows as she weds his twin, the Earl of Grayling. But when tragedy strikes... To honor the vow he makes to his dying brother, Edward must pretend to be Grayling until the Countess delivers her baby. Whoa. After her husband returns from a two-month sojourn, Julia finds him changed, bolder, more daring, and more wicked, even if he does limit their encounters to kisses. With each passing day, she falls more deeply in love. For Edward, the embers of desire sparked on that long-ago night are quickly rekindled. He yearns to be her husband in truth. But if she discovers his ruse, she will despise him, and English law prevents him from marrying his brother's widow. Yet he must dare to risk everything and reveal his secrets if he is to truly take all. Okay, I'm going to stop 
We're going to stop recording because I'm just going to start reading this. If you don't mind. I'm going to download this right I now. I have already read this. And hold on to your butt. You're going to fucking love this okay. one. It is everything. Great. I can't wait. So also, if you are at home and you haven't read any of the Helions and Havisham, that's, this is the second book in that series. Read it. Do yourself a favor. This is such a great book. The Hellions of Havisham. Yeah. Wow. That's such a great name, too. I know. That's the series, right? It's about these. Yeah. The series follows. It's a three book series. And then there's uh, the Marquess Takes All, which is the prequel and the final book. You could read it either side. This is the second book. This is the second book. It is. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be a real treat. I can't wait to talk to uh, about it with Sarah. And you clean, of course, yeah. as always. But, you know, I'm always around. You are always around. You're always just a text message away from me to find out what you're thinking about anything. And yeah. I, and I want to hear about somebody new. Yes. We're at the point in this podcasting relationship where it's okay to bring in somebody else as long as <laughs> We're trying to I'm spice present. it up. <laughs> as long as I'm here, I'm fine with it. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. All right, everybody. So if you have any suggestions for us, you can always email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. You can always come visit us on Twitter at Learning Tropes, on Instagram at Learning the Tropes, and then come on by on Facebook. We have our Learning the Tropes troop. We release our books early there, so our troopers have known for a while what we're reading. Um, and uh, so come join us there. We also talk recommendations and other things. Um, and then finally... Um, Learning the Tropes is a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media backslash podcasts. All right. Bye, All right. everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.